Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to this very special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. It's time for Customer Experience Radio, brought to you by our good friends at Heineken Company. Now here's your host, Jill Heineck. Good morning, and welcome to Customer Experience Radio. I am here this morning with David Poole, who is the head of Merrill Edge Advisory Client Services and Digital Capabilities. He and his leadership team help ensure that Merrill Edge is providing an industry-leading client experience and delivering investment solutions based on client needs and priorities. He's focused on delivering a best-in-class client experience across all channels. He leads over 3,000 um, in the design and execution of client treatment and relationship deepening strategies that drive client satisfaction, acquisition, and retention. Welcome, David. Thank you, Jill. <laughs> Happy to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us. We, I'm so excited to have you here as part, you know, a representative of the banking community. <laughs> we have yet to have one here yet mm-hmm. on the show. And um, I was really excited because I think a lot about what my experience is when I'm online or on my on my digital app, um, making it very easy to do whatever I need to do. So um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But first, give us a little background on how you got to where you are now. Sure, sure. Thank you. Um, And yes, digital uh, core, and we'll talk a lot about that Mm -hmm. with new technologies, you know, how we can weave that in to enhance in the client experience. So with me, I've been in the financial industry over 20 years and uh, with focus on the brokerage side. So uh, self-direct trading, um, uh, advice, digital advice, et cetera. So, um, you know, but that focus has been around client experience, customer service, um, really taking the digital uh, capabilities uh, to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. To to drive that simplicity, that intuitive experience, that, you know, that, that, that experience that clients uh, can really get in and handle more uh, with less time, right? So that's right. been core with our industry. Mm-hmm. I love that. So um, what got you into the financial sector? Mm-hmm. Well, I've always had a passion for uh, the stock market. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually started my career like you. I was a real estate agent. <laughs> and, um, you know, that was a passion. It continues to be a passion. Uh, but then started, uh, you know, in the 90s, uh, trading stocks, you know, and again, technology, right? I, I started my career at E-Trade and uh, when really a lot of uh, you know, you didn't have to call your broker and pay three hundred dollars mm-hmm. for a stock trade, right? You could go in at the time twenty. Now, you know, through through Merrill Edge, you can do it for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and in place a trade. So it really caught my attention, and uh, you know, I, I jumped in there, learned a lot about it, and uh, quickly, you know, joined the E Trade team, and um, you know, I. Uh, it, it then evolved about uh, six years ago and, and joined Bank of America. And, and it's been an exciting 20 years of transformation in the mm-hmm. industry as transparency and, and digital has merged and, and empowered uh, right. really more people to participate in the markets. And that's been my passion. And that's what's kept me uh, in this industry. So it, would you say that over the last uh, few years, it's progressed 
faster than you've ever it seen has. it prior to that. It's a it's a great point. Mm-hmm. It's accelerating, mm-hmm. uh, and and the reason so is because technology is accelerating, mm-hmm. right? So. Think about mobile. You have everything in your hand, and, and most people do. You know whether it's uh, you know paying a bill through bill pay or seeing what your your stocks performed, how they performed during the day, real time. Right? Mm-hmm. It, you, you have the, those apps on your hand and that mm-hmm. immediate uh, access. And I think what's most important and what's driving that acceleration, uh, that digital adoption acceleration is clients or overall consumers are more confident in that digital capability, right? They feel more secure. Uh, they feel safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's you know, a lot of folks are going uh, kind of the e-statement route mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, really having all their, their records sent to them via digital versus, you know, sensitive information sitting in a mailbox, right? right. So we're seeing that drive that adoption, mm-hmm. uh, which is causing an acceleration of innovation. Mm-hmm. And because more and more clients are demanding it, so we're putting more attention and energy into innovating those solutions uh, to meet and exceed those demands. So let's talk about what you just mentioned, safe, feeling safe mm-hmm. about doing all your banking online. Mm-hmm. And given the recent breaches that we hear about and things of this nature, what does uh, what does your team do to um, communicate to the clients that, you know, you're doing everything you can to protect that information? And the second part of the question is, um, what is the demographic breakup of or breakdown of who's adopting on digital? Right. Well, as you could imagine, the younger generation, mm-hmm. you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, very high percentages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's almost that's just their norm. Right. So the Gen Zs, mm-hmm. the millennials, you right. know, we're, we're talking close to 100 mm-hmm. percent adoption. Mm-hmm. And uh, but, you know, we also are seeing that adoption with, you know, your baby boomers, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and retirees, uh, yeah, again, as they're getting more and more comfortable and safe. And that safe is a key, key word. Right. And, you know, that is an area that Bank of America focuses a lot of attention and invests heavily in to, to, to deliver that security. And that's via, you know, a lot of our, uh, uh AI technologies mm-hmm. and, and models and working with third parties. And, and ensuring that uh, we're engaging with the actual client, right? So through authentication, uh, through verification, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you know we also reinforce with our clients uh, th- those safety tips, right? So how to ensure to keep their uh, their uh, information safe, you right. know, via you know the types of passwords and uh, um, you know ensuring that if possible that they do have uh, e delivery, right? So electronic delivery of a lot of those sensitive documents and statements, right? So I, I recently read, it's probably over the last six to eight months, that we will have a million or so people, uh, boomers, are turning into 65, into that 65, 70-year-old range. Or what happens to those who cannot adopt this digital experience? Well, the beauty and I think the <laughs> core of client experience, right? So your overall customer-focused client delight is you want to deliver your offering mm-hmm. with, you know, however clients want to engage it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a strong believer in that. Whether that's going down to your local financial center, mm-hmm. uh, what we deem, a, you know, the, the old 
kind of folks think of as the banking branch, right. we call financial center because right. we view it as a financial destination, which we can talk more about. Mm-hmm. But we're we're very keen on ensuring that clients have you know, that face-to-face experience if they want, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they're not comfortable uh, engaging fully on a digital or even partially Mm -hmm. digitally. We have people uh, to to be able to deliver that. We call our core strategy Mm high-tech, high-touch. And uh, if clients want to call us, we have that option 24-7. If they want to meet with us, we have one of the broadest uh, uh, physical footprints uh, in the nation. Mm-hmm. If they want to chat online, uh, you, you know, email, whatever. You know, we, we will develop and, and maintain those channels. Great. So they're not going away. The brick and mortar are not going away. No. The people are still engaged. So there's still people that people can talk to. <laughs> yes, they are not going away. We're strong believers in a, in you know, a, a core of our overall client experience framework is voice of the client. Right. We want to hear from our clients. We and we have many different types of avenues to gain that feedback, uh, which shapes our model and what continues to come through loud and clear, even for our Gen Z mm-hmm. uh, you know, demographics or millennial demographics, is there is a point in time and there is a level of confidence of knowing that you have that person down the street at your local financial center or you know a quick phone call away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we see over and over, even if they want to engage digitally and they do for a majority mm-hmm. of the time, uh, they still will engage uh, the people aspect. So over the last few years, Bank of America has really transformed that kind of old school, typical bank branch mm-hmm. into a financial center destination mm-hmm. uh, where you know we still have tellers, mm-hmm. uh, but we also have like ATM machines mm-hmm. uh, that are, uh, you know, you can you can do the majority actually of your banking via an ATM machine right. within the financial center. Mm-hmm. And we have what we call digital ambassadors mm-hmm. that help to teach clients and give them that comfort level. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, we have specialists. We have financial solutions advisors, mm-hmm. right, that help to deliver the investments uh, part of our offering mm-hmm. uh, to help educate and uh, and support clients if they have specific needs. We have small business uh, specialists. We have lending specialists. Mm-hmm. So, you know, auto loans, mortgage, whatever mm-hmm. kind of loan situation, uh, you know, that you're in need of, right? So we, we've really made it a destination nation to deliver that full Bank of America continuum, that offering continuum via the financial center versus kind of going in and it being transactional and you stand at the teller line, you go in and whatever your specific need is or where you want to learn more or be educated, you go in that direction. We have a specialist there for you. I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, My personal experience is that 98% of the time, I don't want to talk to anybody, but in the 2%, that that time that I need somebody, I better be able to access someone. I don't know if that's the Gen X in me or what. I was going to say, you know, and you're, that is not uncommon. You may, it may be 99% of the time, but you also want to make sure you have that confidence that when you do need someone, uh, you know, you have a unique situation, they're there. Right. That you have that access. And what we're finding is 
a lot of folks here, our, our foot traffic into our locations as we're evolving the model into these more specialized focuses, um, you know, it continues to be strong. And, uh, you know, we're continuing to invest in this particular channel. Right. Uh, you know, specifically in the Atlanta market, we've renovated over 90 of our financial centers mm-hmm. uh, to, to be able to equip, you know, the offices uh, to be able to, to house these specialists mm-hmm. and have the digital capability. Uh, you know, we're opening up uh, financial centers as well, 10 new locations yeah, as Atlanta is growing mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, the, the footprint continues to expand outward. We want to pop those new locations mm-hmm. up uh, that are convenient to people. So uh, 10 there and, you know, in the next year or so, we'll have 70 percent of our overall footprint will be uh, either new or, or fully renovated. So I can bring my laptop and get a cup of coffee you and sure hang can. out. <laughs> you, we've got Wi-Fi for you. We've got, uh, you know, people that have a that client experience DNA and very passionate about uh, serving you and your needs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I get there, you know, 30 minutes before my appointment. I can hang out, work, drink coffee. You can hang out, maybe learn about an offering that uh, you don't currently participate in, right? So maybe you're looking at uh, that lending opportunity. You know, mortgage uh, rates have dropped, you know, you being a real estate professional. uh, You know, maybe see kind of how our digital mortgage is kind of unique in the industry. And that's really what our digital ambassadors are there for to help educate. Clients because the offering is broad, and uh, you know, how how can it complement? And ultimately, that's a a, a key part of our focus as well is rewarding clients for that, uh, that, that. Kind of, uh, engagement across our continuum of offerings via our, our preferred rewards right. uh, benefit program. Right. So what is the trend right now in Atlanta with finances and in retirement, mm-hmm. as you're saying it? Well, we, so we have, actually, we were very engaged with client surveys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we do twice a year what we call the Merrill Edge Report. And this is a national report. And we also focus on our key cities as well, of which Atlanta is mm-hmm. uh, obviously one of. And, you know, the, really the key stats specific to Atlanta and also Atlanta is, is somewhat representative of what we saw across the nation mm-hmm. as well. But we're seeing high optimism. You know, nine out of 10 uh, of our Atlanteans, you know, are are Mm -hmm. very optimistic in the future of Atlanta, in the economy, in the growth. And uh, we're seeing in terms of retirement, uh, over 70% intend to retire here in Atlanta. And uh, for those that don't, it's traffic, right? right? So they, you know, may want to avoid traffic, but otherwise, you know, Atlanta is is really you know giving uh, people you know what they're looking for in a living environment, and uh, you know that that optimism is coming through as well as the economy continues to to enhance. What other markets are you seeing with that same optimism? We're seeing it in some of our core offerings, mm-hmm. our core markets, you know, Charlotte being mm-hmm. one, you know, some in, in, in uh, uh, Dallas mm-hmm. and, you know, some some of those areas where you've seen that growth. Where you, where, mm-hmm. Yeah, where you've got cost of living that's compelling. Right. right. right? You've got access to international airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have access to universities. Right. And uh, and then folks can actually come in and, and live in a nice location, mm-hmm. you know, and, and have a a strong kind of cost of living comfort. Right. So in the tighter markets, so I think more expensive markets, um, is there more or less competition? I mean, what what is it looking like in those markets? Like let's say San Francisco or mm-hmm. New York, are you, are you seeing any changes or differences in your numbers there? 
we're seeing growth across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we truly are. You know, in those markets, you know, we, we serve those clients in mm-hmm. kind of their unique ways. And mm-hmm. we do find there are unique attributes across each market, right? right? And, and how clients choose to engage us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, Atlanta is a, a commute city mm-hmm. uh, by and large and San Francisco, not so much, right? right? So, and, and that's, we're very strategic in how we locate our, our, our financial centers mm-hmm. according to, to that market and where right. that demand is. And, uh, you know, co-locate and, and like, for example, out in California with, uh, some of our, our uh, institutional clients like Apple, mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft, mm-hmm. et cetera, where we'll co-locate in their campuses mm-hmm. to give that convenience. So right. that employee base doesn't have to you know, get in the car and travel or mm-hmm. it'd be an hour to go talk to that financial specialist. They're there uh, you know, as part On of campus. all the other benefits that their corporation provides. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so are there any, are there any co um Pro, uh, locations here in Atlanta? Not yet, but mm-hmm. that is a key part of our strategy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, again, with the, the focus on client experience, we're always looking to evolve and deliver, mm-hmm. you know, where that demand is. And uh, our uh, what we call that our, our corporate employee banking and investing strategy. Right. And, you know, we we've have We've seen very compelling results, very high client satisfaction marks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, we absolutely intend to expand. That would make sense. I mean, I would think that a majority of the workforce is banking online mm-hmm. or on their mobile. Um, but to have something on campus like at a Coca-Cola, for example, um, right. where they have a lot of everything you need all day long and they don't really want you to leave. Right. So let's make it as convenient as possible to have everything right there. But that would be one thing, one place that I would think you'd pop up. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll we'll take a look at Coca Cola. So we can accelerate there. <laughs> so um, one thing that I've read is that Bank of America is a leader in digital banking. So what helps you stand out amongst the competition? Well, I think innovation. You know, people think Bank of America, like for example, in Atlanta, we we have a hundred year presence here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you really get under the hood of Bank of America, we're a highly innovative uh, company. And that comes through via, you know, our leadership, you know, mm-hmm. Brian Moynihan and Dean Athanasia, Aaron Levine, who run the consumer business, that that is the, the priority, right? So really, we invest a lot of energy in understanding client need and invest a lot of dollars in innovation. Mm-hmm. So we do feel like we we have innovations that's that differentiate us uh, you know, versus the competition or, or seeing uh, adoption accordingly. Right. You know, we had just in, you know, this latest stats in Q4, uh, you know, we had 1.5 billion uh, mobile logins in one quarter from Bank wow. of America. You think about the adoption that I, mm-hmm. I hit on earlier. We had uh, 36 million mobile deposits, right? So we're seeing adoption. And again, it, it, that covers all the demographics, right. right? So we're seeing that across the board. And we also, when you when you think about innovations, uh, we have our own AI, uh, which we call Erica. You know, and Erica <laughs> is there to, yeah, Bank of America, Erica, right? So <laughs> it works and it resonates with clients, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's basically uh, there to help clients maximize their, their Bank of America experience. And, and we've seen, you know, significant adoption. We've been out 
We launched Erica a little bit over a year ago. Uh, 7.6 million clients have signed up for Erica and are using it, and uh, which you know has completed 55 million requests. So again, to make that experience seamless and and help you know to put forward to the client based on their specific needs and the, the extent of their relationship, what's relevant to them. Right. Like, for example, Erica, um, you know, you could log in and Erica will keep you updated on how many subscriptions you may be paying for that you may not be aware of uh, that kind of snuck in there. Oh, yeah. you know, maybe that uh, gym membership that you haven't used in a year. Hey, you know, reminder, uh, you, you, you have this subscription, right? So just to help you manage your finances, you know, your budgeting, your spending, things like that, that again, help you deliver on your financial goals and accelerate. So I log in and then that's, she's talking to me or. She is. So whether you want her to talk to you, whether you want a just an alert, you mm-hmm. choose mm-hmm. how you want to engage with Erica. But yes, you can have her talk to you mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you can determine the frequency and, and what you want to hear about. And I think that's fantastic because mm-hmm. there are so many things that I'm sure you forgot you signed up for. And if you had sat down and calculated, we see it all the time. We hear, you know, you think about client experience stories Mm -hmm. and client delight. This is one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you got, you saved me $250 a year, Mm -hmm. uh, but just something I just was not aware of, you know, this uh, proactive innovation of ours, Mm -hmm. or, you know, you made me aware of a rate uh, that is, you know, saved me, you know, several thousand a year uh, that I was eligible for or preferred reward program where you can get certain acceleration that clients just wouldn't know, right. you know, because the offering is very extensive and, you know, it would just take the time to go in digging in unless you engage, you know, with someone personally. Right. So Erica helps deliver kind of what that relevant uh, value add is for you. So she also works like Siri? Yes. Yeah. You can engage with her like Siri yeah. and, and, you know, we have... Uh, a development path for her mm-hmm. to to make sure she continues to be more sophisticated as <laughs> as we align new technologies. So yes, I love it. Erica and Siri are buds. So, I, it yeah. sounds like it. They're <laughs> right. right. They they're on the same path. So, That's right. So do you have a couple of um, real world examples of how these digital and innovations have really delighted customers? Is there mm-hmm. maybe an institutional example or you know? something that you can share with our listeners? Yeah. You know, I, I think it really comes down to uh, ensuring that clients understand, again, the value add. So I, I hit on a couple of those Erica examples earlier. earlier um, but just giving clients that need, you know, that where they have a need and they're trying to, to they have competing priorities, right? So, you know, maybe someone that is, uh, you know, having to to care for, you know, an aging parent uh, also has to focus on getting their kids through college, mm-hmm. also has to think about retirement, mm-hmm. you know, and all those competing priorities causing that stress, that strain. Mm-hmm. We hear that's just a common theme that we hear from mm-hmm. clients like, thank you for helping me navigate you know, what the, you know, can be a very stressful competing priorities path, right? right. So that is a common theme mm-hmm. when you think about what continues to excite us and motivate us to uh, uh, down that innovation path and delivering for our clients. You know, we, you know, we talked about that Merrill Edge report, mm-hmm. that customer survey earlier. You know, there were, there were some interesting stats that came out of that around those competing priorities, you know, where, 
uh, 55% of respondents felt significant mental stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and even that, you know, over half that result in physical, mm-hmm. uh, ailments because managing finances, right? So, but having to navigate all the, mm-hmm. you know, even with the optimism out there, there's still a lot. And, right. uh, you know, that, that, that people feel responsible uh, for caring. And, I think that's what drives us on the innovation path is helping to allow clients to have confidence that, okay, I do have a lot of competing priorities, but I also have the tools and I have the support uh, to help me navigate, to set up a plan and uh, to maximize the dollars that I have, to be aware of my budgeting, my spending mm-hmm. and, uh, and, 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 Relieve that stress and give them conviction that, oh, you know, we're going to be okay and we're going to deliver on all those priorities. Do you have a specific program for some somebody in that position? We do. Yeah, we've, you know, we, we, we have the whole kind of spectrum. Like mm-hmm. we have, uh, we're partnered with Khan Academy for mm-hmm. better money habits. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe we have, you know, a, a Gen Z or, or millennial that's really, just getting their foot into investing and, mm-hmm. and we have a whole set of, uh, education content mm-hmm. uh, that they can access through, you know, the better money habits and, mm-hmm. and, uh, work on, uh, enhancing their, their credit score, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and overall optimization of their, their spending mm-hmm. and, you know, all the way to uh, a lot of the area that I'm uh, directly responsible for on the, of, um, investment side. So we've, you know, through the Merrill Edge offering, uh, we, it connects with the bank. There are mm-hmm. benefits. If you have a, you know, Bank of America relationship, you have a bank account and a Merrill Edge account, mm-hmm. you know, you can have, uh, a collective 20,000 in assets mm-hmm. between the bank and Merrill Edge right. and you can get 10 free trades, uh, a mm-hmm. month. Uh, but say so you have over a hundred thousand mm-hmm. again across the full relationship, you get a hundred free trades a month. So mm-hmm. there are enhancements that and, and benefits that we deliver. We also, you know, as part of our overall investment offering, uh, we have our uh, self-direct platform, mm-hmm. which you know there's no minimum, and we have a ton of education content mm-hmm. around stocks, stock trading option, mm-hmm. mutual funds, you name you name it. Beyond the better money habits, mm-hmm. that's more specialized into those areas, and uh, you know a lot of the folks that uh, that I'm responsible for across the call centers. You know, we have over three thousand are mm-hmm. there to help educate. That's their goal. You know, right. that's what they do is to provide that guidance and help clients in each of their own unique situations and develop the plan. We also. You know, part of uh, an offering that is we're seeing a an acceleration in adoption from our clients is our uh, digital advice offering. Mm-hmm. You know, you you may have heard kind of the craze over the last couple of years of robo investing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what we have. We have ours is better. <laughs> <laughs> ours includes people, right? Mm-hmm. So robo, you think kind of algorithm mm-hmm. and digital only. Right. Uh, the beauty of our offering, the Merrill Edge uh, or Merrill Guided Investing offering, is it's digital. Uh, advice. We have two flavors, digital only, and mm-hmm. you have people behind the scenes, but you also have a, a, a chief investment office mm-hmm. uh, that's Merrill Lynch mm-hmm. that selects those portfolios, maintains those portfolios that are suitable to you and your goals and mm-hmm. your time horizon. And then we recently, about a month ago, launched a new offering that, and I hit on it earlier, high-tech, high-touch. Mm-hmm. This is the epitome of high-tech, right. high-touch, where 
you have that digital offering and you also have access to a financial solutions advisor. Mm -hmm. So that advisor will help the client construct, okay, here, you know, say it's a retirement goal. What's your time horizon? What is your, you know, risk tolerance? Mm -hmm. And help you get into an allocation based on, you know, what you're striving for, again, back to the Mm -hmm. competing priorities uh, in a a low-cost manner. So we just launched that, and we're seeing clients really embrace it. And then if you know, certain clients have uh, more complex needs, uh, you know, where there are trusts involved, then uh, um, uh, you know, tax complicated tax situations or, or high net worth, right. we have the Merrill Lynch offering. Right. So we work interchangeably behind the scenes to make sure, and we and. You know, when you think about the construct of how we ensure our employees are delivering what's in the best interest of the client, we're channel agnostic. So I may be responsible for the investment side, the consumer investment side, but I also motivate all of my folks, Mm -hmm. regardless if the client's a better fit for, you know, a Merrill guided investing or working with a Merrill Lynch advisor, they, it's agnostic. It's whatever's best for the client. Well, let's talk a little bit about your team and mm-hmm. how you get them excited about delivering a great customer experience because mm-hmm. we all know that you know obviously the leaders have to you know motivate them and show them how that is an integral part of the business and their job mm-hmm. so what is it what are a couple of things that you do to to motivate them that, that's a great question I, I think from a customer experience standpoint the absolute foundation is the people right, right. your employee base right. and and it's been a core focus of ours um, that, and you know, the the other enabler is you're right, mm-hmm. leadership. Mm-hmm. Leadership has to get it, mm-hmm. and and every decision, strategic decision they right. make, has to be centered around that client experience. Mm-hmm. It's imperative, and ultimately, that's the differentiator of, right. of Bank of America. But back to the employee base, you know, when when, when I look at the overall model, uh, it comes down to employee selection, mm-hmm. right? So do they have that client DNA in them, right? right? Do they enjoy helping clients and mm-hmm. engaging with clients? And, you know, we try to hire around that, right? Those traits, you mm-hmm. know, we, we feel like if, if we can hire those traits, we can uh, easily add the skill, right? right? And we, we have what we call uh, a Bank of America Academy, mm-hmm. uh, where we we take clients through or uh, employees through once we hire them right. uh, through Their our onboarding process, onboarding yeah. training, whatever part of the business they're mm-hmm. in. But the core of that academy is client delight, mm-hmm. uh, client care. Mm-hmm. Right? We have our own terminology in the bank right. that we use so that it resonates with our employee base. Client care, mm-hmm. client delight. Right? You know, d- beyond just the client experience uh, label, right. and you know, through the process, you know, we, it, it, everything they see from us, hear from us, they see their stats. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're very keen on voice of the client. Mm-hmm. So we make that transparent mm-hmm. to the employee. Their interactions that they had during the day, 20 interactions of those, you know, did, how did clients view that interaction? Did they score you out of a one to 10, a, a nine, a 10, or a six, a right. five, right? So they have the transparency. They, uh, we, we help communicate with them, uh, what, you know, those satisfaction drivers are mm-hmm. for clients, helping uh, them to navigate conversations. Um, 
And then we also ensure that they're empowered, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's another core element, mm-hmm. empowerment. Mm-hmm. The, the, the employee needs to feel like they have a voice mm-hmm. in supporting our collective clients. Right. And uh, that's been a core focus of ours. We have an internal program, Client First, mm-hmm. where we pull uh, associates together, or employees together to brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? How can we help based on what we see on a daily basis? How can we help enhance the client experience? And it never fails. Like these, these groups are probably uh, 35, 40. It's like an internal focus group. Internal focus yeah. group. And we, we do a mix of yeah. kind of different departments and pull them right. all together. And what's your experience? Brainstorm. Right. And they'll ultimately, through a, a five-hour workshop, they'll come in and present to leadership. Mm-hmm. Here's what we have conviction on that could be changed or invested in. And it, it, it never fails. It I always walk away from those sessions First off, you know, even more motivated right. and inspired by the passion, but finding a, a really low tech, high output solution, right? Mm-hmm. Some tweak that right. is an easy fix that would have never made it to our radar had we not engaged our employees right. uh, fa- face to face. And they love it. Mm-hmm. They love it. It empowers them that the word gets out amongst the team. They do care. They are going to invest. Mm-hmm. And if, if they do have an idea with it, doesn't make it's not feasible. We tell them no too, and right, why, right. right? So it's just that transparency, that communication, right. and they see that commitment, and that that in, in turn really drives that motivation right. to continue to be engaged. So, what's a good example of uh, empowerment mm-hmm. on the employee side? Yeah, well, th- there's there's several. Um, I would say just from a contact center mm-hmm. perspective and even a financial center perspective, you know, maybe we uh, had certain restrictions on what uh, the employee could do, right? So right. accrediting back a fee right. or accrediting or, or making a, a uh, account record change mm-hmm. where we may have been a little too conservative that required the client to jump through hoops mm-hmm. when that employee could have just taken care of it. Right. And so understanding those and making that right risk client experience, balanced decision. Right. And so there's just numerous examples mm-hmm. of that, that just auto, you, you you implement that empowerment, you see your client experience score tick up immediately. Right. You also have, you know, a lot of what we found through those client first sessions around like uh, what I thought was like one of our main satisfaction drivers where we'll give a new account bonus mm-hmm. uh, ended up being one of our top dissatisfiers because clients didn't understand the fine print or, right. you know, and, and it, it caused us to really take it back and look at it mm-hmm. of, of how can we adjust so that it's very clear of, you know, you need to do this to get this, right? right? And that our associates and, and, you know, employee base is communicating that uh, proactively accordingly. So, you know, just a few examples of that transparency that came through and how we were able to to really move the needle Mm -hmm. and and, and really lessen those friction points, you know, for clients. Well, that's the idea, right? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. (laughs) Because it's already stressful dealing with your bank. That's it. And dealing with finances. Nobody wants, I mean, unless money is no object. (laughs) Right. Um, Which we saw in our survey data, that's not the case. That's not the case. And even, you know, the wealthiest of the wealthy, obviously Mm -hmm. money is an object. You're always managing it and wanting it to grow. And nobody wants their their little nest egg to be, you know, messed with. So um, 
what I was going to ask you is, um, so now we've talked about all these great things that are going on. And now we always know there's, you know, um, some service potential conflict resolution items that we have to work with, with the customer experience. And we know, and I know my business that we, we know it's not going to be smooth a hundred percent of the time. It's how we respond to those conflicts. So, is there um, a conflict resolution department? Is every employee with um, within your company empowered to outside of that? What what else do they do? Do they have to mm-hmm. escalate mm-hmm. to another department if they can't resolve there? How does that work? Oh, you nailed it! Right. Mm-hmm. So that that this the reality of all business mm-hmm. is you know, mistakes happen or, or frustration occurs, and you know as you're dealing with millions of transactions and, and a lot of nuance with that. So it, we call those kind of the moments that matter, mm-hmm. right? It, you can take a negative experience that, you know, the, that's driving frustration with a client and turn it around into a very positive experience mm-hmm. and, because most clients understand mistakes happen right. or, or certain things uh, are required, you know, from a, a banking risk mitigation mm-hmm. standpoint. And if you communicate it properly, if mm-hmm. you if you do make a mistake, you you really circle the wagons quickly, and they right. feel that care, right. and they know that you know we're going to do whatever it takes to make it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you just all you do is strengthen the loyalty, mm-hmm. and as a result, you know we we definitely have structured. You know we we look closely at what we call first call resolution. We've added uh, from a contact center perspective, we've added uh, uh, work time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so outside of kind of you know some of the call center stats uh, to allocate to time so that associates can follow up with clients, right? They're not, they don't feel like they have to be taking calls at a specific Mm -hmm. time. They have the latitude within their schedule to take care of those issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and and it even goes back to leadership, Mm -hmm. like where, you know, some of the stats that I look at, you know, are my frontline leaders engaging actively with clients? Mm -hmm. Are they just telling the associates, okay, well, mm-hmm. just handle it, take care of it. Or are they right. really getting in and being a part of the solution, right? right? And, and you know, so there's just a lot that, that we have under the hood there mm-hmm. uh, that help when those errors do occur or those you know, areas of frustration uh, to empower. And, and yes, we have special teams. We have help desks that we have built in mm-hmm. uh, where it's essentially – uh, leaders that uh, are support a help desk to whether educate or, or, or instead of putting in a, a work order, mm-hmm. uh, they can do it on the spot in an escalated situation mm-hmm. uh, because they have you know even more entitlements and, and system access. Uh, so we feel like that's very important as well. And these the conflict resolutions available twenty four seven to any yes. client. Yes. So and you can be anywhere in the world to call if you're you know traveling and something happens. I mean. That happens to a lot of people, so um, they're able to resolve it pretty quickly. It sounds very like. quickly, and yeah. and I would say the culture of Bank of America when it comes to those problems mm-hmm. is uh, nothing like I've ever seen. Like it, you, it, all kind of my leadership, I see it behind the scenes. You know, Brian Monahan, Dean Athanasia, Aaron Levine will engage clients all the time. Every day, they engage clients. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't. They they and and they ask why. All mm-hmm. right, so this happened, but what caused it? Mm-hmm. Let's do a post mortem mm-hmm. and let's right. correct 
so that it never happens to another client. Right. And that, you know, we have, we spend a lot of money and resources on those postmortems and we track them and, you know, here's, here are the incidents, uh, here's what, you know, can be solved and right. what's required to be solved. So it's, again, it's just part of that culture mm-hmm. of taking that client experience and where we don't deliver what we strive for personally. And every part of the team taking it personally, all the way to the top. So what has been your favorite part of being um, part of the Merrill Edge team? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think my favorite part is just delivering more access to our clients, right? So your clients that may not have been able or they didn't think they had enough money to engage advice right. in the past, they, they have that access now. Um, you know, help them navigate their life stages, their life priorities. You know, are are they going through, you know, a uh, a, a situation, a deceased loved one, or uh, you know, a marriage, or having a, you know a child, or mm-hmm. and and us giving everyone that support, that education, and mm-hmm. and evolving our model so it's affordable and, uh, and and helps them. So I that's been a key focus of ours, the innovation, that mm-hmm. technology and that efficiency is just allowing us to to reach more clients, right? right? And then, you know, seeing that our uh, employee base has that passion as well, right? It, it's uh, it's infectious. You know, you go out and you, <laughs> you you pull together with your employees, and they tell you their experiences, and and you see them raising the flag when you know, when there's a need or a, a change that's needed, and right. the passion that they have behind that. I, I love it. Is there anything else or anything specific that you want our listeners to know about? You and and what Bank of America is doing, something that maybe we haven't touched on at the Mm -hmm. moment. Yeah, you know, I think what our core focus is, is just to continue to uh, help clients navigate those competing So you're kind of meeting them where they are and then helping them advance. And we're not complacent. You know, I think at the end of the day, I hit on it where, you know, our renovations is just in the Atlanta market, 90, right, to re- you know, transform those banking centers into financial destination. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're evolving our model, continuing to invest heavily to give clients what they need to navigate, you know, and, and across the full continuum, again, mm-hmm. whether that's a Merrill Lynch advisor or, you know, a, a, a first-time uh, savings account, right. right? You know, and ensuring that we have that offering to, to, to meet those needs. And, we're innovating heavily. We uh, we have dedicated teams around innovation that we look at new technology. We look at AI advancements. We mm-hmm. you know, we're really evaluating. You know how can we continue to enhance that that client experience? We do not. We're not complacent in, in any way. And and you know we're also very active listening to right. what our clients are looking for as well. Well, it seems like that is extremely proactive program, mm-hmm. what you've got going on there, and continue, will continue to go that route. So on a personal note, I know you're based in Jacksonville mm-hmm. now, but being an Atlanta native and a Georgia Bulldog, what do you miss most about Atlanta? Oh, man. I uh, 
Yes, I grew up in Gainesville, a little bit north of here, and I always love to get back here. Um, I grew up on uh, Lake Lanier up mm-hmm. there and, and spent uh, my childhood on the lake. I mm-hmm. miss that. I'm down in uh, Jacksonville, Ponte Vedra area, mm-hmm. so I have the ocean. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I definitely miss uh, mm-hmm. miss that experience on Lake Lanier and the city. I mean, you got to love the city. Uh, you know, the, the, the College Football Hall of Fame came in after I left, mm-hmm. which you know, broke my heart. I'm it's a big college Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I leave, I'm a, like one of the biggest Georgia Bulldog fans. I've got three daughters and I'm trying to keep them all Georgia Bulldog fans by living in Florida, uh, which they are. Uh, it, you know, my wife and I are both, uh, you know, Georgia natives. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, it, we definitely, it, we, we miss it, uh, but I have a lot of family here and, and uh, continue to get back here as often as I can. Excellent. Well, Dave, it's so great to meet you and thank you for being a guest on our show today. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Customer Experience Radio.